I'm so insecure, I think That I'll die before I drink And I'm so caught up in the news Of who likes me and who hates you And I'm so tired that I might Quit my job, start a new life And they'd all be so disappointed Cause who am I if not exploited? Welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and I'm so sorry that I took a bit of a hiatus for a couple weeks. I've had so much shit going on. I had to gra- finally graduate. I actually did it. It finally happened, so that, and then I had to deal with family stuff after graduation, stuff like that, and then I was at the beach for a week with my family, and I didn't really feel like recording there, and I wanted to give you guys, like, a, I didn't want to half-ass it. I wanted to do, like, a good episode, so I wanted to wait. And honestly, summertime, beef's kind of dry. Like, I graduated the week of the Bryce Hall, the fights. I'm just going to do a little recap here because I don't want to go too much to death it because I was, like, a week, or, week and a half ago. No one cares about that anymore. But So I didn't do an episode then, and since then, that's really been the only shit that happened. So let me just recap it for a little bit. Bryce got destroyed it was very memeable um he handled it like a pro though he actually did handle it well he shook hands with Austin so let's get a drink later and basically was like he put up a better fight I lost he was making TikToks for like making fun of himself like you should um Taylor Holder got robbed I mean he robbed Gibb like Gibb should have won that easily they ended up overturning the tie which it was ruled but Taylor was playing like a pussy, and he was fighting like a pussy. I'm sure he did that himself. It was embarrassing. He was trying to play it too professional. He just didn't even fucking swing, really. But Gibb did a great job. Vinny was the only TikToker to actually win his fight. Ryland, I guess their fight was, like, canceled, so it wasn't a loss. But Vinny, not destroyed. Daji was just out of shape, didn't take Vinny seriously. Vinny was apparently training like a maniac. He was in shape. He was ready to go. He was sick of being doubted. He wanted people to take him seriously. And he earned that shit. And then the fucking very, very hot um edits of him after it all came out were very nice, too. So that was pretty much all that happened for that. Let's start talking about the topics that have been recent. Again, these are a little bit old, some of them, just because I want to talk about them eventually. Dry week, like I said. There's not a lot of tea, per se. But... This is something I wanted to talk about, and it's not a great place for me to personally speak just because I'm not affected by it, but I did want to just make something that I've heard people say, and I wanted to make sure it's in. So the Black Barbie trend is trending on TikTok, and it just basically sound that... Sorry. Basically a sound that is from a song by a black artist basically saying, like, shh. She was like the black, a black version of a Barbie. Because Barbies were mainly always white. There's a, a few people of color to actually be a Barbie. And so black women started using that. White women started using the trend. And then black women voiced their distaste in it. Basically saying like, you're not a black woman. Do not call yourself like a black Barbie. And that sort of upset white women got white women tears everywhere about that basically saying like i'm not racist just because i'm singing a song and it's not like i like say the n-word or i'm a democrat so like it was the dumbest excuses for it and it's like it's just a dumb song you do not need to use that one song for your video you can miss out on a trend people who actually are the subjects of the song are actual black women told you they didn't want to and then so white women this is 
something that happens a lot and that needs to be called out. And it has been by a lot of great TikTok pages, especially one of my favorites, Winstar. But something that – so white women started doing the trend just to anger black women. And something that is very hypocritical of them is they do the same – they get angry when men try to mansplain stuff to them as they should, but then they do the exact same shit to black women. And this whole thing just became big just because they will go to lengths to make black women angry. So, like, you don't have – whether you think the trend was appropriate or not for white women to be using – Black women have clearly said they don't like it, and you're doing it now just to piss them off, which is very racist, very sexist, very everything. And, again, some great people have talked out, called it out, but, of course, you got TikTok, not giving them a lot of views for stuff like this when someone talks about an actual serious issue. And then you have white women trying to be the victim, trying to be try to prove that they're not racist and then just being racist to try to prove they're not. And then they just keep trying to make people angry. And it's something that happens a lot and does not get the attention it needs. So I just wanted to bring that to light. Uh, it's sort of dying down and I hope it doesn't stir back up, but something that needed to be said, I mean, it's sort of the bare minimum I can do was just speak it. So next up, I myself got on my first ever t- – I'm not going to say it like I have clout. Um, I, so I've been in a little bit of a TikTok beef, and it's just something I wanted to talk about because, again, we're low on subjects, and I just wanted to have some fun with this. So I don't know if you guys know who this is, but his name is Derek Fry. My younger audience probably knows who he is. So he's a big fan of the D'Amelios. All of his content started off by being like um, Abby Lee Miller – pyramids ranking like the D'Amelios of for the week and everything like that and he gained a pretty big following from like Duncan's Zoe fan pages all that so he just constantly posts now and no matter what he posts you'll have a background showing them that they follow him and it's every post he just talks about how they follow him every post he's trying to get Famous people interact with him every time. He's trying to harass Heidi D'Amelio. He follows them to the Bahamas. He follows, he surprises Charlie for her birthday and basically posts about Heidi D'Amelio until she finally agrees to meet up with him in LA. And he's a probably a 20 year old man. That is weird. It is obsessive and it's creepy. Yeah. I talk a lot on this podcast about how nobody follows me. Not every single one of my TikTok posts is – I barely even talk about it on my TikTok where he follows me. And I don't constantly ask him to hang out with me. Like I'm going to ask him to come on my podcast when I go to LA in a few weeks, obviously. But I don't possibly like force – try to get – force him to comment on something. It's stupid. I'm a grown man. Like I'm not fucking doing that. And – that's all he does. And one of the weirdest things he does is his lives where he'll basically do like stripper dance moves in like feety pajamas, footy pajamas, however you the like whole body pajamas, like showing his fucking bulge to his 12 year old fan page audience. That's all it is. And it's weird. It's gross. And he would basically just be like, he, so I made a post about him. Just basically calling him out for all that shit. And he like kept commenting like, LMO, stay obsessed, LMAO, or just all caps, LMAO. And 
no valid rebuttal to anything I said. He didn't even address the father under the Bahamas shit, which was very weird. Like, that's one of the weirdest things. Like, I... Shit, go out to L.A., meet some travel stars. Good. I can understand waiting outside of Bellwell for them because, you know, that's where they always go. That's good. Like, a lot of people do that. But you flew to another fucking country that's probably expensive. But they were staying at probably a fucking nice-ass resort. I don't even know how you found them or if you even did find them. But that's weird. If you can't say that that's weird, I don't know what to tell you. So next up, we have a little bit of an update on Jaden and Nessa. So they sort of flew under the radar after the whole Josh thing. Nessa dropped some hints that she might have some truth to say. Shocker, she never ended up saying shit because she probably had no fucking proof of it because it's probably a lie because she knows she's in the wrong. Anyway, Jaden is actually going on tour with MGK. And for those of you guys who don't know, MGK is dating Megan Fox, one of the most beautiful women of life, superstar. And so Jaden and MGK are actually friends a lot, along with Will Huddy. He was in his movie. He, I think they've done some music together or something like that. But I think, I don't want to say this because I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure Jaden is opening for him in some of his Ellie's concerts. Jaden dyed his hair blonde. Jaden's wearing hot pink along with Nessa to try match. The main point of all of this is Jaden and Nessa are trying way too hard to be MGK and Megan Fox. First of all, Nessa will never be Megan Fox. Megan Fox is a good person. Megan Fox is, what, like 5'7", at least? Nessa is like 5'1". And then Megan Fox is just a superstar. Jaden's music is similar to MGK. It's the same, same sort of style. MGK started off as a rapper and has more of that in him, while Jaden is more pop-punkish. Like, I don't know if anyone would call MGK pop-ish. I don't even know. He might be. I don't fucking know. The point is, but MGK gave Jaden a chance. Sort of, he took him under his wing, he helped him. But MGK is not going to like when Jaden tries to be exactly like him. Jaden thinks he is bigger than he is. He thinks he's MGK. He's nowhere close to that. He thinks people love him. Some of them do, but the majority of people do not like him. Someone needs to humble him, and someone needs to humble Nessa. The way they just went on nonchalant about the whole thing. Now they're on, they were unfollowing and following like Cooper and Sab and just being petty about this whole thing. Now that he's trying to do this. Like literally he's copying one of his exact outfits. It's weird. He knows he can't succeed off being himself. And I think he's been trying to fit in and trying to change into what he thinks he should be for way too long. And it's sort of starting to hurt him. It just doesn't look good. It's just cringy. Very cringy. Very, very cringy. So I hope he changes that. And Nessa sort of like finds herself. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Per se. Whatever you call it. She needs to be herself. So next I want to talk about Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X performed at the BET Awards. And for those of you guys who also don't know. Lil Nas is a homosexual. If you've been living under a rock. So he did a performance that was very sexual. We've seen this all the time. We've seen it with Adam Lambert. We've seen it. And it's called uproar when an openly gay man does something else with another man on live TV. It gets people upset. You've seen this with even straight couples. People don't like PDA, let alone gay couples. If it was two lesbians, it 
most of the men that are complaining would probably say it was hot. But people have gotten mad at him for basically shoving his gayness down people's face, for trying to like force sexuality on people or make it as a marketing tool. And he doesn't give a fuck. So he'll clap back at whoever you want. And I just want to read some of his tweets and things he said because a lot of it's true. And I want him. So he said this. It took me a lot of time mentally prepared for this performance. While on stage, I was trembling knowing that I was performing something like that in front of my straight peers. Even during the performance, I was having a hard time calling my nerves. Thank you guys for the love. Very sweet of him, even through the Hades thing, his fans. But he did was scared. He wasn't like totally fine doing that. It was a big thing for him, and he took it seriously. So someone replied to Lil Nas' original tweet and said, yeah, you got your kids watching that shit, bro. It wasn't cool. We all know you gay, but damn, chill out that gay shit out. He said, that's not my problem. Stop letting your kids watch the BET Awards. Put on Coco Melon. Like, the BET Awards, as most award shows, are already semi-sexual. There's always some sort of provocative performance. There's going to be cussing in it. Like, how... You're, if you're... This is something I want to talk about. People are getting a little Nas... Mad at little Nas X. But constantly exposed them their kids to shows that involve street couples. If they're young enough to be exposed to any sort of sexual relationship on TV, they are young enough to be exposed to a gay relationship like Lil Nas was doing at the BET Awards. So you can't complain about one or not the other. I mean, you're going to, but that is a very homophobic thing and you can't do anything to stop Lil Nas from doing it. People called him insecure about his sexuality and he openly admitted that he was, but he said that has nothing to do with like why he did performed it because he's sort of been conditioned to hate yourself like most gay men well if the song is literally about gay sex what do y'all want me to do play the piano while baking a cake like seriously it was an already sexual very sexual song they invited him to perform that song at an award show you knew he was performing that song you know who Lil Nas is and then you still get mad when that happens on TV and he said this, we are four months in and people are still acting surprised that I'm being gay in sexual performances of a song that about gay and sexual shit. Like, if you get on and read the fucking lyrics of his songs, that's a you problem. But don't get mad at this. And there's, I sort of got on this Twitter beef. Why beef? I mean, me responding to somebody and him not giving a fuck. So this former NFL football player, and I feel like this is on the minds of a lot of straight men in the world, women, people who are homophobic. So he said, so because that was an NFL thing. So this is also happening with the NFL. I thought it was about the uh, Lil Nas situation, but it's something I want to segue into it because it provides a broader viewpoint of just middle America's views on homosexuality and closeted homophobes and repressed gay men. So, Carl Nassib became the first openly gay player in the NFL. Big accomplishment. An active player. Because Michael Sam was the first person sort of to be drafted that was gay. He never ended up making the final team, even though he was really good at football, but he fell to like the last round of the draft because he was gay. And it was a big issue then. He kissed his boyfriend when he got drafted. They had like a makeout, sort of. Not like that. but And people were just like disgusted. So Carl Nassib is on the Raiders. He's actually the sack leader at Penn State. Good career. And he's been in the league. And now he's saying that he's gay. And he was just like, I don't want to make a big deal, but like I'm donating to the Trevor Project. I hope some of you guys sort of look into it. And he's going to save a lot of lives. 
a lot of a lot of lives who are just of young men who don't think they can play sports or don't think they can be tough just because they are who they are. So first and foremost, and people were just sort of getting upset. So because the NFL is marketing it like every company in a capitalistic society and people were getting upset at that for them that, but at least it was being supportive. Like at least some kid will see it and be like, wow, the NFL supports me. The NFL supports pride. So some former players started speaking out, notably Charles James. Second, not notably, he's not even that big actually. So I'm not going to give him that credit because he doesn't deserve it. So he tweets me, so because I'm against what the NFL is doing with the whole gay shit, that makes me homophobic. Ha, got it. Yeah, uh, when you call something that gay shit, you are going to be homophobic. You are homophobic. You're not against the NFL marketing it. You're against it being publicized in any form, it being known to young kids out there. You don't want your kids seeing this. You don't want your family seeing all this. You just, let's be honest with each other. (sighs) So he's tweeting all night about it, and he claims he didn't care, and he was pissed when they did it. So he said, my public, like people, someone was accusing him of caring about his public image. He goes, my public image, I don't give a fuck about them alphabet blank. So don't say you called them the alphabet blank. So that's how you're demeaning them, to just like an alphabet. That's all they are. Not humans. Got it. He was just going around. He said this gay shit everywhere. You can't dodge it, bro. Shut up. Like, he just kept referring to the gay shit. Gay shit. Like, what the fuck is that, man? It's 20 fucking 21. Bro, I'm retired. LOL, I can give two fucks about football besides football is gay now. Just because one fucking player is gay. And the NFL tweeted their support for the first active gay player. Doesn't mean football. That's just... So that's how a lot of people I'm afraid are feel. And that's why I want to talk about this in correlation with Lil Nas for things like football and rap that are just have been known to be manly men stuff, straight men, like all that, even though your sexuality has nothing to do with that. And God forbid it gets normalized for young people to see all types of relationships. So just to you, the adults out there, grow the fuck up. So one last thing before I go, I want to talk about the Free Britney Spears movement. And I didn't know much about it, but it's been trending on Twitter. It's a little old, but it is something that when I looked into more and found out more things about it, just truly disgusted me. So Britney Spears, who was a pop star, who still is a pop star, but was like peaking in the mid-2000s, early 2010s, known for all sorts of types of things. She was crazy, wild, partier. Some mental breakdowns, some psychotic breaks, all of that. So we've known that. So in about 2007, when she was unstable, they legal guardians of her, her father mostly, Jamie, I believe his name is, petitioned for a conservative, conservatorship of Bernie. Sorry, I have no fucking clue how to pronounce that. What that is is, I'll read the definition here, where a judge appoints an individual to care for another adult who is deemed unfit to care for themselves. So because she was going through all the stuff she was going through, they didn't think he could take care of her, they got trouble. They still have hold of her to this day managing. She has an IUD, which is a birth control device that gets sort of like injected into your female's arms, women's arms. She cannot get that out herself. 
because it's a medical procedure, I suppose, because her father still controls every aspect of her life. Every aspect. Fans are outraged because she can barely speak on herself because of legal issues. She can have her lawyer put out a statement saying, like, we support this. But fans have gone through shit and just started dragging up the father. Everything that happened to her, the way the media is treated, the media sexualized her at such a young age. All of this in a massive movement sort of to rebrand pop culture, to take a closer look at management and the role these places people play and parents the way they exploit their fucking children for money and refuse to let her do this. So it was put in place after she was put under a 5150 hold in a psychiatric hospital for a mental health evaluation. They got it. And even her brother was like, she needed it back then. She does not need it now. It needs to be dropped. So it sort of died down a while ago. It started like probably a year ago or somewhere around that died down. And sort of when a new documentary came out, Kind of uplifted. That sort of exposed everything. So she has an anonymous lawyer showed on a podcast and basically said that the firm that oversees Britney's expressed concerns over Britney's camp and her father running her entire life. For the original freebritney.net website launched in 2009. So people have been all over this. But we are in the age of documentaries about every fucking scandal. And these are the ones that actually need to be talked about because they're important. But like... Uh, Documentaries getting made for every single scandal that's happened in like the 2000s. So fans have gone out in the streets and protested for herself. And I just want to say free Britney because what they're doing to her is terrible. The fact that anyone has a legal right to do that, especially when she is fit now to take care of herself. Her brother expressed her support. I think I already said that. So people claim that her younger sister had to like, they weren't helping her enough, so she had to shut down her Instagram. Don't bother her sister. Her sister has nothing to do with it. Her brother has nothing to do with it. So but this is just a way, and we've seen this with so many other celebrities who have been exploited. And I think times are finally changing with it, but we need to watch how exactly we talk about some of these celebrities. So thank you guys for coming and watching this episode. I really appreciate it. Make sure you guys all share. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Make sure you download it, all of that jazz. You guys are the best. I really appreciate the loyal fans and the ones who listen every week. I will be back next week. I promise you that. I leave in LA for LA July 10th, so I'll probably take the week off there, but I'll hopefully get an interview or something with somebody. I'm going to reach out to people that follow me, people that I know who know people, all of that good stuff. So thank you guys. Have a safe week. Enjoy the summer, the beginning of summer for those in happy graduation. Love you guys. God, it's brutal out here.